Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are the Father of gods. You are the Lord that made lords. We thank you for the life that we have and all that you have done for us. And the Father, thank you for the glory with which you have crowned us. And Father, we pray that in this series of teachings that our eyes will be open to see the fullness of this glory so that it becomes our everyday living reality. We give you all the praise and all of the glory. Thank you because in Christ, truly, you have answered that prayer to restore us to that place that we were in you even before the earth was founded. And so this morning, we subject everything in us and around us to these words. May it comfort, may it heal, may it deliver, may it become a ray of hope and light and life to someone today. Thank you, Father, because every hearer is blessed. And thank you, Heavenly Father, for all. And Father, thank you for this day. We receive it as a gift, another opportunity to enjoy your love, your power, and the wisdom and grace. And to be able to express them to everyone around us. Thank you, Father, today because our words will heal. Our hands will console. Our hands will bless those around us. Thank you, precious Father. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And everyone who prayed with me in faith this morning will say, Amen and amen and amen. And so good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chidi Jacob. And I'm here this morning, one more time, that we may share our ongoing daily fellowship with the world. Thank God for the grace that you and I can fellowship together, that we can eat from this bread of life. Amen. And amen. And it is not rocket science to understand that if you eat life, you will have life. If you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, here are 17 steps to be good, 21 steps to be nice. You are eating of the knowledge of good and evil, and the only place it lands is death. The Bible said that the mind focused on the flesh is death. But the one focused on the spirit, guided by the spirit, finds not just life, but it finds peace. Praise God. Amen and amen. So, I began sharing from last Sunday that there is a glory. And this is what the Lord showed me. And I began to say this over and over. That there is a glory that is man. There is a glory that is man. That glory is our place. And that glory was where you and I were with the Father before we got here. Beloved, don't forget, if you have been following very carefully, there are things that you should have graduated from. If you have been listening to these messages, you, you ought to have graduated from some certain things completely. And if you have graduated from a class, you have no business letting another one, another person retrain you away. For example, 
if you have been following those messages and you are still seeing yourself as a sinner, you still talk to yourself as a sinner, that means you are still learning, you have not graduated. By now, you ought to have been freed from some certain things and begin to see yourself just the way God sees you. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because you can see we are graduating from one level of glory. God keeps, keeps revealing to us from one level of glory to another. It's difficult to grasp or to experience what I'm saying now if you have not experienced the other ones. The other ones. How can we be talking about the glory we had with the Father when you are not even sure if you are a sinner or whether you are righteous? Please hear me again. If you are born again in Christ, you are not a sinner. You cannot be a sinner. You will never be a sinner. Even though you stumble, don't forget, your stumbling does not change your reality in Christ. All you've got to do is continually fix your mind on who you are and confess who you are and then it will continually change your reality. Praise God. You know, beloved, one of the things that is very painful to me is that it appears that the people who have seen the reality of what life ought to be are mostly outside of the church. And let me tell you why I say that. Someone showed me a video a few days ago where, where in 1993, someone was saying that aging is a mistake, that aging is a mistake. And the person was saying that aging comes as a matter of misconception. And this was an interview that Oprah Winfrey had with somebody in 1993. And by the way, why are people like Oprah Winfrey turning to all these people instead of the church? Don't forget, it was the kind of message that was preached to them. These people were born, raised in church. I remember Oprah Winfrey saying that the reason she stopped going to church is because she went to church and they were preaching to her about this jealous God, this God who is very jealous. And in her little mind, jealousy was not a good thing. You can imagine the way it was presented to her. She said, I cannot be serving a God who is a jealous God. Don't forget, that was a turning point where she began to look away from the church. And that's what is going to continue to happen as long as we refuse to embrace the truth. There are many people out there saying things that is true. It just happens that they are outside of the four walls of the church. In 1993, this fellow was talking about the fact that even scientifically, it's been proven that people don't necessarily die of old age. They die of sicknesses. That means if it is sicknesses, it's avoidable. He was talking about the possibility of reversing aging and things that you can do to make that a reality. Now, I'm saying this to fall in line with what I'm about to say this morning about the glory, who we were in God before we got here. Don't forget Ephesians chapter 1 verse number 4 tells us clearly that he loved us even before he laid the foundation of the earth. You and I in God, we were a reality before we got here. We existed before we got here. And what we are saying and talking about now is that my life and your life ought to live 
ought to exist beyond this physical cosmos, beyond this physical reality, beyond this physical world. Once you begin to see yourself that you were in existence before you got here, then it brings many things to question. Praise God. Amen and amen. Of course, Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells you that all have sinned and forfeited the glory of God. That means what man lost by sinning was the glory he had, praise God, was the glory that he was made with. That's what man forfeited when he sinned. Praise God. Praise God. Don't forget that we forfeited that glory. The TPT translation of Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says this way, For we all have sinned and are in need of the glory of God. Again, beloved, don't forget what is sin. What is this sin here? It was the eating of the knowledge of good and evil. Never forget that. If we understand how the problem came, then we can start looking at the solution. And this is not difficult to understand. Don't forget the knowledge of good and evil simply reconditioned man's mind from life to death, from joy to fear. And once that reconditioning came, man began to deteriorate away from his glory. Don't forget there is a glory that is man. Beloved, it don't matter how successful we are, it don't matter how much we make, we are designed to function in this glory for that is my destiny and that is your destiny. And this is what the Bible was talking about when it says, set your mind on spiritual realities. Spiritual realities is the existence, the realm that is above the physical realm. If we think earthly, we become earthly, we do earthly, we experience earthly if we think heaven, we see heaven, we meditate heaven, we see heaven, we experience heaven. Even though we are living here physically on earth, it makes sense now that you and I can be on this earth but live as if we are in heaven. Praise God. Amen and amen. Just to help you understand further what I'm talking about, John chapter 17 verse number 5 again. John chapter number 17 Verse number five, in that priestly prayer, that was the prayer Jesus prayed before he went to the cross. Look at verse number five. Jesus prayed and said, so my father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. Beloved, listen to that. Jesus was praying at the end of his earthly ministry to to God saying, Father, restore me back to the glory that we shared together when we were face to face before the universe was created. Don't forget, beloved, the goal of God was for you and I to always be in Christ. Here, Jesus, having become a man, watch this. After he had become a man, number one. Number two, don't forget, he was going to be made sin. And once he was made sin, he was disconnected 
from that glory. And so he's saying to God here, restore me after I have done this work. If you read the preceding verses, it says, I have done everything you have asked me to do. I have finished the work that you sent me. So now restore me to the glory that we had when we were face to face. What I want you to pay attention here is this. Don't forget, Jesus was our model. Jesus was our example. He was technically showing them the kind of words they ought to be speaking. And he says, restore me to the glory we shared. Don't forget, when we were face to face, the word that I'm interested here is before the universe was created. You and I existed in the love of God before the universe. I saw one of my sons made a post on Facebook that got me thinking. The young man said, amazingly, thank God for the kind of young men that have been raised. The young man wrote and he said that love was in the heart of God for us. Love was in the heart of God for us even before sin was in the heart of man. Let me say that one more time. He said love was in the heart of God for man even before sin came in the heart of man. So what came later is not supposed to cancel what was in existence. What we became can be changed to who we were made to be. That's what all these messages is all about, that you and I can first see. Because if you don't see it, how can you even walk towards it? How can you even cast your mind towards it? If you keep thinking about your life from the point that you were born here on earth, moving forward, you are making a mistake. Why? We were a reality. There was a glory that we had in the Father, with the Father, before we got here. And don't forget, and don't forget, like I shared in Sunday, everything that you see that is physical is temporary. It is the eternal things, the spiritual things that are eternal. Praise God. You are a spirit. You have been alive. You will always be alive. Even if we were to transition out of this physical body. So therefore, I pray that your eyes will begin to see yourself above the four corners of this earth. Praise God. And again, that's what the scripture means when he says to cast your mind on heavenly things. Amen and amen. And so you can see in case you are in doubt if that prayer was answered. That is why Colossians chapter 3 verse number 4. Colossians chapter 3 Verse number four now says, and as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed. And what is that revelation? For you are now one with him in his glory. You and I are now one with him with that glory that Jesus had with the father before the universe was created. Don't forget you and I deceived are now in that glory that Jesus had with the Father, don't forget, before the world was created. Praise God. Amen and amen. Beloved, there are so many misconceptions about life. And those misconceptions came because of darkness. And what is darkness? Darkness is in that realm where man can only think or only things by his five senses, where man makes his conclusion and judgment based only on what he can see, smell, touch, 
or feel. Don't forget, that means that man's spirit, though it may be alive, is dead. That means there's no activity in that man's spirit. What controls that man becomes his five senses. That's what I mean, darkness. And because of our inability to see beyond the walls of the five senses, there's a lot of glory that we have forfeited. There's a lot of misconceptions that we think is reality. For example, like I just mentioned this morning, aging. And let me tell you this. I don't say these things just because I see people say those things. First of all, I see those things in my spirit. That's where it begins from. When I see those things in my spirit, the more I think about it, and suddenly either somebody will send me or somebody would point me somewhere or I'll stumble where somebody has been saying the same thing. Somebody in 1993 was saying that aging is a mistake that it comes because of misconceptions we have about life. Praise God. Now watch this very carefully. And, and what the person said finally is that we have a biological clock that can respond to changes. And all those things comes from what is going on in our mind. I was sharing with somebody yesterday. I said, if when you give birth to your son, you remove this your son to an island where he existed alone, make sure he had food to eat, make sure he understood a few things, but you never mentioned the word death to him. He's not aware that people die. You know what? He will be planning his life and looking towards 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, 400 years, and the more his mind stretches forward, so also his body will respond accordingly. Beloved, will it make sense that the way Satan destroyed things is to change what was going on in the mind of man? Again, does it make sense that death came because the idea of death was planted in the heart of man? Will it make sense to you now why you should be careful in what you consume. Don't forget, this is not about my denomination. This is not about, oh, let me go and hear what this person is saying on all that. We are either speaking life or death. There's no, there's no in-between. We are either speaking life or we are speaking death. The worst of it are those who do mixture. In one post, they speak life. In the next one, they are speaking death. In one message, they are saying good. In the other one, they are saying evil. Beloved, don't forget, if you eat life consistently, you will experience life. You will produce more and more life and more of it abundantly. If you make the choice on the other side, the result will also be there. Now, again, will it make sense why everything Jesus said and did, including the miracles, was to help man to think differently? He said, hey, listen, guys, change your mind for the kingdom is at hand. That was before he died. The kingdom is at hand. That means the kingdom is within reach. I'm going to die and buried and be raised from the dead so that you can enter into the kingdom of the spirit, into the kingdom where men become gods. Praise God. Where sons of men become sons of God. Where the first Adams are dead and come back to life in the last Adam. Praise God. In that kingdom where nothing is impossible. Beloved, again, I ask you, 
What are you looking at? What are you focusing on? What is your face seeing? Are you thinking earthly? Are you feeding only on earthly things? Or have you started to realize that the earthly things, there are so many limitations. In the earthly things, things cannot be sufficient. But in the realm of the heavens, we have every sufficiency at all times. Beloved, have you now noticed that you and I can live here, but our mind will transcend every limitation into that realm. And the more we do that, the more it becomes our reality. Not just, not just what we say, even our physical bodies can be transformed. Praise God. Amen and amen. Let me just round off this morning by again recalling a statement I made. The most unfortunate thing is that the people who are understanding these things are beyond the four walls of the church. As I speak to you, there are organizations forming all over the world looking for how to extend the human life. People are beginning to say it is possible that nobody should be blind. Praise God. I believe in two things. There are things that can happen supernaturally, but God has also given men wisdom to fix this problem. Let me tell you this. It's making more sense why the gospel had to first come in to restore us to the mind that looks beyond this physical existence. If all you are concerned about is how to survive on this earth, then you are not understanding it yet. You and I are supposed to be impregnated with the mind of God for the universe. You and I are supposed to be thinking and feeding on things that is greater than what any man has seen. Praise God. Amen. It is amazing that God sets up a culture of faith in our heart because in that faith, we can see beyond the physical eyes. Amen and amen. I'm going to stop here and come back to you again tomorrow. Beloved, don't forget there is a glory you and I had before this universe was formed, before we got here. And it's my desire and my hunger now that you and I will live in the fullness of that glory, in the love of God, in the wisdom of God, in the power of God, and in the tangibility of God, where we were with him face to face before we got here. Praise God. Amen. And amen. Please help me enjoy your day. And don't forget, as you do, this morning you have been served. So now it is your turn to serve as many as you can. Shalom.